Welcome back to another episode of the Oat Podcast. I'm your host, Abby. And I got to be honest with you guys. I was planning this week to have another guest come on, another guy. It's a guy I haven't dated, but he was willing to come on. I had a lot of questions for him. Um, And I was planning on having that be released this week, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know. I just like today personally was like my first day of Christmas break. And... As y'all know, I should never be left alone with my thoughts. <laughs> so, like, I was like, okay, like, it's negative 36 degrees. You know, it snowed last night. I was out on the roads and, like, they were terribly icy. So, like, all of my plans that I had for today literally got canceled. And so I spent, like, most of the day reading. And then I decided to take a bath with a glass of wine. And so all of you that know me and have been, you know, a supporter of the podcast, you're like, fuck, like, (laughs) this is bad news. Like, if we know Abby, we know this, (laughs) this combination of events is not good. (laughs) But honestly, no, like, I just like wanted to come on here. And I don't even know if I'm going to release this. Honestly, I just decided, A, it's a great, like, practice for me to, like, record my podcast and like the video component. So like if you're here, welcome. Hello. Um, but also like, I don't know, like I've, you know, since it's been the Oat podcast, you know, since, you know, you know, the Oat girls is a thing of the past. I haven't been on here by myself just talking. And I know I've only done that one other time, <laughs> but I just, I just thought I would come on here and kind of talk about things like, like I said, it's Christmas break. And I know like the holidays, no matter what you celebrate, can sometimes be difficult for people. And like I've been, you know, me, I'm a podcaster, like not just recording podcasts, but also like I'm a podcast consumer. And so I don't know about you, but all of my podcasts are releasing like the best of 2022, whether it's like what they've accomplished or like pop culture stuff. And it's all really positive. And while, yes, I love all of that. That's fucking amazing. I've been like, you know, looking back at my 2022 and like realizing like what's happened. Like I turned 30. I started the fucking podcast. Like, love it. (laughs) Like, I'm so proud of myself for like everything that I've done this year. Like I got a new job, all of the things. But Also, simultaneously, at the same time, while I'm, like, very proud of myself and very happy, we can also have, like, struggles with the holidays. And I know that looks different for everyone. Like, you could be going through grief. You could be, you know, struggling with just, like, going back home to visit your parents who may not accept you for who you are or, like, abusive situations, whatever the case is, like, you potentially might not be able to buy everything you want to buy, like, as far as gifts-wise, like, financially, like, it's tough, and I know, like, like, the last, like, couple of weeks, like, first of all, this happens every single year for me, where I personally, 
just observe their characteristics or traits, the way they react to things, like what, like just how, how they are as a human, you pick up on subtle things that like you, you personally don't know that they're observing. And I hope this is making sense and I hope you're following, but essentially it's like these two characters like are falling in love with her, but one just like deeply knows who she is like inside and out almost. And it just like got me to thinking that we all as humans, I think want to be understood. Like, I don't think you can go to any single person and they will tell you, no, I don't want anyone to understand me. Like, this is essentially why we I probably started a fucking podcast. Like, I think just when we talk about our opinions and when we when we have strong opinions or when we tell a story, it's like at the core of what we're doing is to be understood. And I think like a lot of people are misunderstood. And honestly, like just from starting this podcast alone, I've realized that I think men are very misunderstood. And I think I personally have misunderstood men as a whole. (laughs) And I know that's like my trauma and it's just like hard for me to connect with guys. But this is like really something that I've like been thinking about a lot and then like I don't know so like as I'm like reading this book I'm like this guy like knows her deepest inner thoughts and genuinely adores her and so like whenever like I'm reading or whenever anyone's reading I'm sure that they like relate it back to their life in some way um and even like with friends stories and stuff like whenever people are talking like That's just how you communicate is like, you're like, yeah, like this has happened to me. Like you have empathy or sympathy, you know, in in certain ways. And so I don't know. I just started thinking about this and I mean, I've thought about this in other ways, but it just came up because of this specific book. But I truly feel like there's very, very few people on this earth that like know me to my core. I know there's people that have tried and probably epically failed if I have to say, but it's just, I don't know. Like it was like making, I don't want to say sad because on one hand, it's like, I really know myself. And I think the fact that I really know myself and know that no one has really truly known me is a beautiful thing. But at the same time, I do think since like the human existence is to be understood, it is kind of sad. And then, like, this just, like, started, like, a plethora of thoughts that I kind of just, like, want to, like, deep dive and discuss. Um, But I don't know. It's, like, if you think about it, it's, like, I – and I guess, like, I personally am, like, thinking about this from, like, the romantic perspective specifically where, it, like, that's what makes me more sad is because – It's like if you think about this, it's like there's been certain people that have loved me or have at least thought they did like in my lifetime. And when I think of some of these people that have expressed this to me, I think about them and I'm like, like I try to like wonder why, 
they loved me and not from a perspective of I don't think I'm worthy of love because I absolutely do. It's more from a perspective of I don't think they actually know the true Abby. Like I always joke about how like I have all of these layers, like I'm an onion and like once you get to the core, there's a lot of shit in there. <laughs> Metaphorical shit. And it's like it's like no those those people haven't asked me like a single question in like a year for example. I don't know. I mean, and there's like various people that I'm thinking of, but it's like Okay, like, you know, a very, very specific Abby, essentially, like, let me back up. I always like to say, or like, not to say, but like, I talk about this with my girlfriends. And I always say, like, I have this, which I, <laughs> I used to think it was a good thing. And now I really think it's obviously like kind of a bad thing where I have this way about me of letting people think that they really know me because I can open up and talk about things and I ask people questions and they think that they're that we're really close and then I look back on that friendship or that relationship and I'm like they didn't know me at all because I didn't like while I was talking to them and telling them things I didn't actually tell them anything about me and it's kind of fucked up when I think about it um I think you guys who are listening to this are probably like damn that's fucked up but it's just I think for such a long time like I think this is why I do it like if I really truly like think about it I think for such a long time when I was growing up I had gone through a lot of stuff like I always say like I've been to hell and back multiple times and I think when people hear that they don't really know like the the details and the depths of it but it's like when I really think about it sometimes it like is all consuming because it almost is like it feels like a like I'm watching a movie when I think about it and I'm like how did I actually go through that because it doesn't even feel real, the amount of pain that I've experienced. And when I was actually going through it, like as a survival mechanism, I didn't tell like barely anyone what I was going through. Like truly like the only person that like fully like knows the extent of it is my sister because like while I think two people can experience the same thing and have a different outcome, like she's the only one that also knows. Um, so while her experience for sure could be different than mine and vice versa, we still went through it together. And so she's truly the only person that can fully grasp like the pain that we felt and all of the details and um, over like, so many years um and so I thought it was strength to not talk about it and to be tough and just get through it and so my friends and the guys that I dated they never knew the extent of what I was thinking and what I was feeling and what I was going through in the moment but now years later and distance between those traumas, which like I still go through things, but it's like nothing like, like what 
was happening back when I was a kid. I like it's in my opinion, it's strength to talk about it. And I would say like, I don't know, like now that like, you know, 2023 is around the corner. Everyone's talking about their goals. Like I would say, I want to, I think it was like 2020. I made it a goal that it's okay to rely on people like for emotional support specifically because before I had never done it. It's like, I, I mean, I know that sounds fucked up, but it's like no one has got me like me. And so I now talk about it. Like I have a fucking podcast for crying out loud. Like I talk about it with my girlfriends. I think like where I struggle is talking about it with men. And so that's going to get in. <laughs> like, it's like 20 minutes in and I still haven't gotten to the point of what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> but like here I am nonetheless. Um, but yeah, so like I like made the decision to start talking about like what I go- went through and I think like with talking about it, I have gotten more peace in my heart because number one, while not one other person experienced everything exactly like I did besides my sister, I have number one realized that I'm not the only one that has experienced trauma, like specifically childhood trauma. I'm not the only one that had like a parent abandoned them. I'm not the only one that experienced an alcoholic parent. Um, I'm not the only one that experienced a parent dating terrible men, um, you know, and like there's so many things that go with that. And it provides a level, um, I want to say almost comfort to know that you're not alone in this world. And I don't have, like, here's the thing. I don't have to go throughout this world by myself. And even though, like, I'm single and I live alone, like, I have friends that want to know that I'm doing okay. And if there's ever a moment when I want to talk about what I went through, they, like, really listen And I think that's a beautiful thing. And so, again, like, I just, like, wanted to come on here to kind of talk about, like, what's going on in my head and kind of, like, why I'm thinking this. Okay. So, this kind of, like, leads me into essentially, like, what (laughs) set me down a spiral today. And I was thinking about this, like, kind of going back to the fact that, like, I really, truly feel like no one really no man has ever really gotten to know the real me and it just like deeply bothered me because it's like I don't know I was thinking about it and it's like the one person that has actually said like I love you to me um in a male partner uh I just remember like <laughs> I feel like he was like Abby always talks about her ex and like yeah because it's like that was like a very um important relationship to me and I like I don't know like I look back on it and it's like even in the moment too though like he really tried I think to like know me to my core because I would like tell him I'm like like just basics of like what had happened in my life. But he would always say like, Abby, like you haven't told me everything. And 
I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. It wasn't that I didn't want to. It's just like, I think there comes a time where it's like, you can tell when someone feels obligated and when someone genuinely cares to know like what makes you you and I I think there's a difference because it's like while he was asking me like please tell me about your life I don't think it was to fully understand me and I hope that makes sense and I'm gonna give another example there was this guy that like I dated, it wasn't, it didn't turn into anything serious. Like I had very serious feelings for him and I think vice versa, but just we had differences that were probably too big to overcome. And he genuinely, like, I'm like trying to think of exactly like what he said, but like there was like one day where, and here's the thing, like he didn't know a lot. I think he could I think he just took the time to really listen when I would say things about my life, though. And I think that's the difference. Like, you can hear what I'm saying, but to actually listen to what I'm saying, they're totally two different things. And so, like, one day this guy asked me, he was like, how did you turn out? so normal. And in that moment, I felt so seen. And it's because it's like, okay, finally someone understands that it's a fucking miracle that I turned out this normal. And I know y'all are thinking like, bitch, you are not normal. (laughs) But like, if you think of the big picture, I, I truly did. And like, so did my sister. And It's like in that moment, I just like had so much love for him. And I was like, I'm glad that he realizes that because I think that's like step one, realize how did you turn out this way? And so like, like him prompting that question, it like opened the door for me to talk about truly how I did get here because they're like, I have thought about this so much. And it's like, there are people in my life and families in my life that like truly impacted me. And if you think about it, it's like how you got here is such an intimate thing to get to like, to, to get to know someone. And so it's like this guy that I dated for like three or four months, like asked a more intimate question to me than someone that I dated for over a year who said that they were in love with me and wanted to marry me. And I just, I just, so like, I don't know. So then like now today I'm like thinking about this and I'm like, okay, well, why is that? And I, I think, I don't know. I sometimes think about it and there's people in my life that like may have had like what I would look at a seemingly good like childhood or life um, a lot easier than what I would say that I had. If you haven't struggled in your life, I find it hard for someone to be able to really understand 
what I went through. And that's not all people. Like I said, I, I, there's people that I know that like are really good at it and they just get it. But there are some people that do struggle with it. And so like, I don't know. I remember going out on a date with this guy. Oh, he was so cute (laughs) and so nice and so kind and probably would have been an amazing fucking partner if I didn't have like my demons. And I say that in a kind way to myself. I don't mean it in like a negative way because I do have demons. Um, but he like, I, I don't know. We were on like a handful of dates, like gone on a handful of dates. And I tried like kind of like opening the door to like be more vulnerable with him. So I told him that's something that was currently going on in my life. And he missed the mark so bad. It was literally so terrible. And so then that night, like I ended up saying like, hey, I just don't think this is going to work out. And he literally like texted me and was like, I just want to let you know I'm not your dad. And I understood what he was saying. I did. That just told me everything I needed to know about how he would view me and my problems because it's like you can not be my like and I understood what he was saying so I'm not gonna go this that will take us down a whole nother turn I'm not gonna go into that but like at the same time it's like dude you had no empathy and you were trying to relate it to like your fucking like uncle's girlfriend or something like the with the story that I told him and completely ignored me, didn't ask me a single question about how I felt or what have you. And so, like, while he was, like, trying to, like, know me, he completely fucking failed. And, like, from that point on, I'm like, can I date someone who isn't a little bit traumatized? I don't know. I still I still have that question. Like, I think it's very rare to for one person who was tra- like had, <laughs> like, childhood trauma and one person who had seemingly a good upbringing to come together and then I like so outside of like the people that I feel like have really loved me like not knowing and I guess like there's a couple other things that I want to say about that like I again like I feel like he only loved me for like certain parts of me and I I genuinely feel like if someone got to my core while it's really fucked up in there at the same time like that's like that's where you understand me and like I'm just like trying to think of an example it's like if you look at me just kind of from the outside I have a lot of opinions and I can sometimes come off a little bit controlling but if you get to the core of like where those those things come from it's like I was kind of silenced as a kid in the fact that like I had to constantly worry about someone else's thoughts and opinions. Um, a child, I was, I'm like a child of an alcoholic. And so I couldn't worry about what I was thinking. I always had to worry about them. So like now that I'm an adult and I get, get to have that life back, I truly enjoy having an opinion And I think it's a beautiful thing. And then the controlling pieces of me, that comes out. I mean, it used to come out all the time. But now that I'm an adult and I realize it's happening and why it's happening, those pieces come out when I'm feeling triggered or when I don't feel like safe. So I feel like if a man really understood me 
they would help calm that side of me. And no one has ever done that. Like, And I know part of it is like, well, bitch, you have to open up about this, I guess. But it's like, guys just don't. And that kind of leads me into like, my other thoughts on this is, I feel like so many men lead with sex. And I just have found it so tough because as someone that loves sex, I think everyone knows this. I enjoy talking about it. I enjoy the act of it. I have a high sex drive. I can lead with that, but then I feel like it stops there. Like guys will only try to get to know you in a sexual manner and then not go any deeper. And it's just like, I don't like, I don't even know if I'm explaining this right, but it's just like tough because it's like, do I, like, I love being sexual. And I think there's something very powerful to that and being in your sexual self. But then at the same time, it's like, I do want a real, like a deep relationship where someone just genuinely sees me So it's like, I want them to see the sexual Abby, but I also want them to see the very complex Abby. And I want them to see the hustler side of me, the one that has all of these aspirations and hopes and dreams. And so it's like, I can be all things. I am very dynamic. I'm a fucking onion, but they only see this one side. And it's like, I feel like once you get wedged into this sexual piece it's so hard to get out of it. But then on the other hand, it's like, well, is it because I'm willing to talk about sexual things or is it because like, this is the deep question. Is it because men don't know how to talk about the deep connections? They've never been afforded that. And like while growing up, they've always been talk- like told like suppress your emotions be a sexual being like they're they're like being pushed to want to have plethora of sex and pornography and I don't know like I hope you get what I'm saying but crying and emotions and talking about your feelings is completely off of the table so I'm like is it like I I think I've like been getting so mad at them because of this being put in this corner but I think it's genuinely because that's the only way they know how to connect with a woman and so it's like what I guess I've been struggling with is how do you build the bridge like I would genuinely love like if I end up releasing this episode which it's been kind of chaotic so I don't know if it will be released but if you listen to this episode and you have a partner that you feel like genuinely sees you and you can have those emotional conversations like my question is like as a woman like if you're in a heterosexual relationship how did you do that did they just show up as that person were they taught from a child like from childhood that it's okay to talk about that or did you have to like open up yourself um and if you do feel like you're truly seen by your partner like let me know why and how and the details of that because it's like I'm genuinely like worried that I'll never get that. And like, I know it's possible. 
it has to be because it's like I genuinely love to dive deep into like people's thoughts and feelings and who they are like what makes them them and I try to be self-aware and like introspective I think potentially is the word I would use about like why they're feeling that way and so I know if I'm doing that there's other people that do that and I know it takes age and growth and emotional intelligence and all of the things but yeah I don't know like that's just kind of like where I'm at and where my head's at and I know this was so chaotic but I just was like thinking I'm like I wanted to be raw and real and get all of my thoughts and feelings out there and I was like let's just fucking put out an episode where it's just me and I had like all of these plans for today and they totally spiraled and I was like I just gotta record (laughs) like before I like forget these thoughts I gotta record and so like I'm like trying to think if I missed anything like I don't know I just this is like where I'm at. This is what I'm thinking. And let me know if any of this is relatable at all whatsoever. Um, and yeah, I guess this this is me and here I am. Okay, so since it hasn't been just me in a long time, I figured I would change the mood a bit and tell you guys an Ope story. Obviously, it's just me, so you're not going to get anyone else's reaction. Um, but hopefully I can kind of entertain you with this one. So I'm going to take it back to a time when I was a fucking hot mess. Classic. You're like, Abby, you're always a hot mess. (laughs) Um, this like time I was a hot mess and got a boyfriend. I tell you what, like I think about some of these stories that I have and I'm like, I've like dated people from these times in my life where I was like the like most savage I've ever been. So on one hand, it's like, okay, well maybe some people have seen me and they like me, you know, but on the other hand, it's like, I'm judging them for seeing me in that state and being like, you know what? I want to date you. It's like the best of both words, worlds. I love it and I hate it. Um, so anyways, let's go back like a handful of years. And I I think it was like my sister's spring break. And I like randomly took a couple of days off of work or something just because like she like wanted to go out. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? So we're going out with her friends. And this is my first time like drinking with her drinking friends and I'm a drinker I think people know that and I could not keep up with these people they were like like one guy walked in in a fucking suit and he ordered like 15 shots and I'm like buddy there's five people here and he's like yeah I know like everyone can have a handful and so he's just handing me shots like the whole nine yards and Like, my goal for that night, like, my sister and I were both single at the time, but, like, my goal for her was to, like, hook her up with someone. So, I'm like, Jess, look around the bar, find the hottest guy, or the guy guy that you think is, like, the cutest, point him out, and I'm going to bring him over, 
and I'll set you guys up. I'll take care of the whole thing. So she pointed at this guy who is like wearing a North face and he, she was like, oh, he's cute. And I was like, instead of getting up and do, 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 you know, going over and saying, hey, my sister thinks you're cute. I decided to sit in my chair and shout across the bar and scream North face, like repeatedly like screaming North face at this guy. And eventually he like looked at me and he was like, who me? And I was like, uh-huh. Come on over. You're it. Come on over. And so I was like, Hey, North face. Um, let's just call him. Steve. I'm like, hey, Steve, this is Jess. Steve is not his name, by the way. This is Jess, my sister. That is her name. And I was like, she thinks you're cute. Okay, bye. I go to the bar. And this is just like a classic. I leave her with a hot guy. I go to the bar. And there's like men, like old grandpas, like with white hair, like three of them. And I like become friends with them. And I'm like taking shots with these old like old guys at the bar, which if I had like a a dollar for every time my sister was talking to a hot guy at a bar and I was talking to guys with white hair, I would have probably at least ten (laughs) dollars. And so I'm like taking shots that I didn't need to be taking with these old men. And when I'm done talking to them, I come back and I'm like, I see North Face and I'm like where where's my sister like he's standing there by himself and I'm like where where did she go and he's like oh she just walked away so I'm like looking around and she's like with her friends so I go over to my sister I'm like dude like why did you leave North Face alone like he's hot and she's like oh he's not my like I don't know like she she wasn't into it she was not feeling it I think he was younger than her and she just I don't know she hated younger guys so or hates younger guys so like oh can I hit on him then? She's like, yeah, sure. So I started hitting on him. We end up like leaving that bar, going to another bar. I am totally white girl wasted at this time. And I like, before we leave though, I invite North Face to come. Steve, North Face Steve, not Steve, but Steve. And so he does. (laughs) And at this point, it's like the bar that we choose to go to, there's like no one there. Thank God. And it's like a touch tunes bar. So like, I don't know who was playing the music. It was not me. But there's like a stage where they typically play like do karaoke. But if there's no karaoke going, no one ever goes up on this like And it's not a stage, but it kind of like there's no step up. It's just kind of there. But you get what I'm saying, hopefully. And at some point, I take North Face up to this stage where no one else is at. It's just us and just start dancing with him. And it's like not I'm not grinding or anything, but I'm like front dancing with him. And... I don't recall this at all, but I was told afterwards that this happened. So I do believe it. But apparently I'm like licking up the side of his neck to his ear and like biting him. And this is like the first time I'm meeting him. And it's like a fucking Wednesday or something. And no one else is dancing. 
So like real trashy if you have to if you had to say let's let's just call it what it is. It was trashy, but also like who do I think I am? <laughs> like we're in public. <laughs> and so at this bar there's usually like a cop that just is like taking people's cards and stuff like or IDs. And he I think I think I almost got arrested this night to be honest with you guys. Like he came up and he was like asking me for my social security number and like while yes like you sh- I don't think that they are supposed to ask that. He did. And I think it was genuinely just to see if I like was coherent enough. But at this point in my life, <laughs> judge all you want. I didn't know it. I was like, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know it. Like sober Abby didn't know her social security number at that point in my life. I was like, how how does one memorize that? It's like however many digits long. I'm like, what? And he's like about to arrest me because I can't tell him my social security number. And like the people that I was with had to be like, dude, like he, she literally doesn't know it. And so he was actually like, okay, whatever. Like eventually he gave up. We left. And um, the, he, the next day, North Face continued to talk to me and we eventually dated. And like, he seemingly like introduced me to his parents and I'm like, it's crazy how I went from like biting you and licking you in public the first time I met you to you like two months later introducing me to your parents. Um, I love that he gave me a chance. <laughs> Let me tell you, I am both of those people still to this day. I just suppress the licking and biting in public <laughs> to a minimum. But at the same time, um, we didn't last. But yeah, that I just that's one of my like more like favorite stories of just a classic Abby story. So I hope you enjoyed it. And um, for anyone that's still listening to this chaotic episode, I thank you. Uh, let me know if you related to it at all. Um, but. You can follow me at Abby McCarville on Instagram and The Oat Pod. Oh.